at Christmas Eve, Skinnerland was on the top of the Gestapo arrest list, so he had two options, escape or help the gruesome. He chose to stay and headed toward the cabin where they were located. On January 28th, Gruss received a message saying that after the failed flight and the bad weather, Gunner's head was not going to arrive in that moon period. On February 16th, the Gunner's head boarded a Halifax and decided that reception light or none, they will jump that night. And just like they said, they jumped. After spending the night in a cabin near their drop site, at dawn they set toward Gruss. After a few times traveling, a storm hit them, and while moving forward, they realized they had not landed at the intended drop site. By February 22, the storm stopped, so Ronerberg said they had to depart by early afternoon because for six days they had no contact with Gruss or Tronsted. When they were leaving, they encountered a man who said he was a hunter, but they wouldn't take the risk of being given to the Germans, so instead of killing the man, they took him so he could give them directions to their destination. Seven miles from Fetter, they spotted two skiers who seemed to be looking for someone. As one of them turned, Haukelit recognized them. Turns out, Paulson had sent Helberg and Gelstrup out to search for Gunnerside, and by pure luck, their paths had crossed. Helberg went to the cabin before the others to warn Skinnerland so he could get away before. His identity needed to stay secret in case the mission was compromised. The men decided to release the hunter, and the night of February 23rd, the nine men had a feast. The morning, Vanerberg assigned each man a task, and now they only had to figure out the best way in and out of Vimorg. After getting information about the current security of the plant, Helberg was sent to find a way in. And after lunchtime, he returned to the cabin with good news. The team agreed with his proposal. The plan was set. On February 27, the nine men skied away from the cabin. Even though they didn't say it, all of them, Ronerberg, Stromheim, Island, Stroha, Kaiser, Paulson, Helberg, Gelstrup, and Halkalid, thought that the chances of them surviving were low. An hour into the journey, they saw Vermont. At 10 p.m., they made their final checks, and at 11 p.m., the first men scrambled to the railway line. They rested on the tracks and looked toward the fortress. At 12.30 a.m., Ranerberg motioned ahead to cut the gate lock. A few minutes later, they were inside. They placed the explosive. They only had two minutes to clear off the room after they were lit if they wanted to survive. As the fuse began to burn, the saboteurs pushed through the seal door and sprinted away from the plant. After hearing a faint thud in the distance, they knew it was the explosives. They were alive and they had done the job. Sirens rang. They flung themselves through the gorge. A few minutes later, the direction of their escape was known so they had to move faster. It was past two in the morning, a storm on the way, and the only thing that gave them strength was the fear of being caught. They finally arrived at the cabin. They were exhausted, and with such storm, they knew German sh soldiers would not come looking for them, 
so they were able to sleep for almost 18 hours straight. On March 4th, the Gunner side departed in different ways.